Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Align Wellness Podcast, Episode 3. I'm your host, Megan Schmidt, and today I'm going to be sharing some great practical tips for eating plant-based. haven't already listened to episode two, I would recommend you go back and listen to that one first as this one kind of builds on that show. Okay, perfect. So in episode two, we talked about why eating is the biggest form of self-care. So if you've listened to that episode, you're likely on board, you likely agree, and you understand that this is so true. And today we're going to get into the actual tips of how to do that, how to follow through with that. So how can you move your meals to a more plant-focused way? How can you go from where you are to moving in a direction of more plant-based diet? So the first tip I have is that you really need to change your mindset. And I know this seems like, okay, yeah, sure. Everybody says that, but let go of what you know or what you thought you knew and just be open to learning and trying new things. Most of us probably grew up eating cereal or toast for breakfast and um, you know, a sandwich for lunch and meat and potatoes for supper. And while that isn't wrong, we are going to stay away from labeling things as right or wrong. But it's just that if you want to consume more plants, then you aren't necessarily going to add some kale to your bowl of cereal, right? So you need to be open to different ideas of what cons- what's considered breakfast food. And remember, we have years of conditioning that we have believed, but that doesn't mean that we can't choose something new to believe and even though we're older um we can still be open to to new ideas and trying new things right so let's start off with the first meal of the day breakfast and today we're not going to get into intermittent fasting or anything else like that but um it can get a little too overwhelming to talk about multiple topics but whatever time you eat your first meal at whether it's six or seven or noon you can make a green smoothie for your breakfast. Um, So you want to make sure that you're adding in like some avocados um, for fat, for some staying powder, power, and you don't want to add in too much fruit, but experiment with different veggies. So you could obviously add in spinach. Everyone knows about green smoothies with spinach, but what about if you lightly steamed um, some cauliflower or butternut squash or zucchini and then froze it and then added it in once it was frozen. That would be a really nice texture as well. And those are really, um, I don't want to say bland, but I'm going to say bland vegetables. So they're not going to change the flavor of your smoothie too much. Um, so that would be a good good place to start. So go on Pinterest. You can find so many good recipes and just play around with it. You just need to start learning and exploring a different way of eating, just being open to things like that. Um, There is a smoothie recipe on my website. I'll let you know about the details at the end of this episode. But just start searching and saving your favorites in the notes of your phone and then make yourself your own little like PDF cookbook even. So you could also have, this one might be a little out there, but you could also have leftover supper for breakfast. I know that might seem a little wild, but really, like it's just our conditioning to believe that certain foods are breakfast foods. But for example, I made a potato hash the other night for supper. Everyone knows about breakfast for supper and it's the best thing ever, especially for kids. Um, I used tofu, scramble, and because I didn't have any eggs at home. And it was the perfect thing to have for breakfast the next day, obviously. But that doesn't mean that you have to have um, 
your leftovers that were breakfast for supper, leftovers for breakfast. That seems really confusing, but I hope you're following. Um, you could have, honestly, what about if you had like rice and stir fry for breakfast the next day? It's already in your fridge leftover, you heat it up quickly and you're good to go. So maybe you don't want to start out there. Maybe you want to stick with the smoothie. It seems like more of a breakfast food, but just being open to trying different things. Um, what about sweet potato toast? You could go on Pinterest and search for a recipe for sweet potato toast. Still put on your almond butter, sprinkle some hemp hearts on there. Those hemp hearts are so nutrient dense. We should be eating them every day. Try try them out. You'll love them in a smoothie or on your toast, on top of salads. They're awesome. Okay, so moving on to lunch. Um, I think that the easiest way to eat veggies at lunch is either leftover supper or a big soup that you can make once and then eat for like three days even. Um, you can pack in so many veggies into a soup. So I always love to start with onion, carrots and celery as my base add in some garlic and then whatever flavors um whatever kind of soup I'm making so if it's like a potato leek obviously I'll add in potato and leek if I'm making like a butternut squash I'll obviously add in roasted butternut squash um I have a sweet potato ginger carrot soup on my blog and it was really good I would recommend trying that one out but you can change up the flavor with different spices and different proteins. You could add in beans, lentils, barley. That all is going to really change the type of soup that you're having too. So play around with it. There's so many combinations. I think soup is a great way to get veggies. And I mean, my kids love it. I don't know. Some kids maybe don't love soup, but try it out. You've got to try and you've got to start somewhere. And then moving on to supper, you could do some roasted veggies um, with a lentil loaf. Think about some satisfying salads. I have a really good salad recipe I just posted on my blog. Um, you want to add fat and fiber to them. So think seeds and nuts or lentil balls. Like I said, hemp hearts are really good. Making an avocado dressing. Your salads don't need to be saved for a side dish. They can be the whole meal and then just make them really filling. Just add in as much as you can. Um, quinoa uh, you could add in rice too to your salad just make it filling so that you have some staying power for it um, but yeah there's so many different options for plant-based foods out there just doing um, a Pinterest search you would almost be overwhelmed actually there's so many options so just take some time to do some research and save a few on your phone to try out. Make sure you actually try them. Don't want to get stuck in that Pinterest saving things and then not actually trying them. So be sure to schedule them in your calendar. Write a date that you're going to make that meal in your calendar so that you try it. Okay, great. So now something that comes up usually around this point is obstacles. And there's usually two obstacles that people have. Time or kids or family members not being on board. And I can tell you that with some planning strategies, you can tackle the time issue no problem. I'm going to go over that. But um, we all have the same amount of time in the day, just so you all know. <laughs> no one has more, no one has less. And it's just really a matter of what you're doing with that time. You always make time for the things that are a priority to you. So when you're scheduled to work, you're at work for that amount of time. And if it's important to you, you're going to find a way to do it. So maybe you're not just putting enough value on preparing nourishing meals for you. And if that's you, that's okay. Just find a way to make this switch. Say, I want to feel better and then try it out. You have to start somewhere. You have to start trying it out and then you will feel that benefit and then it will become 
easier to continue with this habit. So I know it seems a little bit overwhelming soaking beans for 12 hours and all of these other steps that are included in some of the recipes. I know because honestly, I've been there. When I was just starting out being vegetarian, it was extremely overwhelming. I hardly even cooked for myself at that point. So when I was expected to, you know, soak these beans and use this sauce in this recipe and this sauce needs to be made the day before, it's like, oh my goodness, it's it's all sometimes too much. I totally get it. That's why I have some really simple recipes on my website that are mostly kid-friendly. Like my kids eat them fairly well. I mean, they're not perfect, but um, you need to have a few go-to recipes just like you do um, of your favorite recipes right now. Find a way to make them a little bit more plant-based if you can. And then be really careful of the stories that you tell yourself because whatever you tell yourself, you will believe. So if you tell yourself it's worth it because you value your health and you know how good you feel, then it becomes a non-issue, which is kind of where I'm at right now. But I, I have been there before where it just seems a little bit too much. So that's why I really recommend just starting small and crowding out some of the things that maybe aren't so plant-based or a little bit more processed, just crowding it out with a big salad even. Try that. Okay, so let's get into some of the planning of this. I highly recommend finding a day to plan out your meals for the week or maybe even two weeks. You want to batch that, that's totally fine. And I know that people have an excuse for not doing this, but I promise if you can make this a habit, you will be so happy that you did because the time that you save, not worrying about what you'll make for supper or if you have the groceries at home, it will be amazing. And also you'll have higher quality nutrient-dense food because you'll be consuming it quicker. Um, It won't just stay in your fridge until you have to throw it out because it's gone bad, right? We've all been there. So your action steps for this episode is after you're done this episode or in the next day or two, take an hour. You don't even have to do it for an hour. It could be 30 minutes if that's all you have, but just set your timer so that you stay focused and you don't get lost in Pinterest looking at living room designs or something and just focus on finding meals that you like. So I like to focus on the suppers and then make a big supper so that I have enough for leftovers for lunch or that my husband can take for his lunch and then me and the girls will usually just make soups and bread at home or something like that for lunch. So so start by making a list of suppers that you know the majority of your family will like and that you can take for lunch the next day or have for leftovers for the next supper as well. You can do that as well. Um, and if you want to do more plant-based protein, you can just take out the meat of some of your favorite meals and add in lentils or black beans or tofu or whatever, or you can just keep the meat in there, but reduce the quantity and just up the nutrition by adding in a big salad with seeds and beans or whatever you like on it. Um, so there's that option as well. And then I want you to write it down in your day planner and make sure when you're making it that you have enough for either supper the next night or lunch. You want to cook once and eat twice. That is going to be a big time saver for you when you're making the transition to plant-based. So add in tons of fruit and veggies to your grocery list like cucumbers, carrots, celery, um, peppers, apples, bananas, blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, whatever. Um, Add in crackers and hummus. You can make your own or you can just start out by buying some store-bought hummus and I do recommend doing that instead 
when you're just starting out, it's a little overwhelming to have to make your own hummus and all that that comes with it. So just buy some hummus from the store, check the ingredient list, make sure it's fairly everything you can read, and then have crackers and hummus as a snack. I also really like nuts like almonds, cashews, pistachios, walnuts, seeds like hemp seeds, pumpkin seeds are great on salads, sunflower seeds, some stuff like that. Those are great snacks as well. And then think about how you can up the nutritional value on the foods or the meals that you're already eating. So if you're eating toast in the morning for breakfast, maybe you want to add an avocado to that or a hard-boiled egg to it. Um, you don't want to be starving by 9 a.m. So if you're just having toast, you know, with just jam on it, you're going to be hungry. So like we talked about earlier, green smoothies. That's an awesome way to get in some greens first thing in the morning. So you could do green smoothie with avocado for some fat, um, a nice clean protein powder for extra protein. And then, um, you know, hemp hearts go really well here. Just Take it light on the fruit, on the frozen fruit, and then add in some more veggies. So then I want you to plan a day to get the groceries, which like hopefully the next day or so. And you don't need to try to do it all in one day. So don't meal plan and then go get groceries because there's an extra step in here that I want to tell you about. And if you're coming home from work, the kids are going to be hungry. Everyone's going to be grouchy. We all know how that goes. It's just not going to be ideal. So... Uh, when you get groceries, I really encourage you to spend an hour or so after you get home while you're putting things away, just fill your sink with some water, add a cup of vinegar, and then add in things like strawberries, apples, carrots, celery, zucchini, peppers, um, your lettuce, and then have that soaking in there, cleaning that off so that it's a little bit more user-friendly when you store it in your fridge. So you want to soak that let it air dry, chop what you can, store it in containers in your fridge or on your counter, of course, and then uh, take a few minutes to prep a big container of salad, so some romaine lettuce or kale or spinach or spring mix, whatever you like, and have that washed and dry it out with your salad spinner. Chop it up um, so that all you need to do is just add in a few other veggies like your cucumbers, your tomatoes, shredded carrot, etc., and obviously a dressing. And I would even recommend making a a dressing for the week for that salad because you know that's takes that takes time once supper's on the table if you have to still make a dressing you got to find the recipe it's just it kind of gets to be long right so make your dressing make a big batch of it first at the beginning of the week and then use that for the week so doing as much as you can here is going to make the week go a lot smoother that's what the goal of this is it's and then another thing that's important to look at on your calendar and just think to yourself is what's going on every day of the week when you're planning your meals around that too. So for example, Wednesdays are mayhem in our house. There's dance and I teach yoga that night. And so I know that I'm not going to have time to make a big meal. Um, that's where we usually have leftovers or I plan something for the slow cooker or just a really easy meal. Lots of times that's breakfast for supper for us. Um, and then going back to the other obstacle that we talked about at the very beginning is kids or resistant family members because I know this can be a big one for some people and depending on how old your family is, your kids are when you're making a switch, like that, that can be tough too. So for me, my girls have always been vegetarian, but honestly, like that being said, kids are kids and they love the foods that are fun looking and 
processed. It's just true. Like my oldest, she loves all that kind of stuff. So even though we don't eat it a lot, that's what she would obviously prefer. So finding a way to to make them be a little bit more on your side when you're eating, that's going to be the next obstacle that you need to overcome. Um, so first off, I want just to say um, I'm always honest with my kids and I really recommend you being honest with yours. Um, let them know what they're eating. This may sound a little counterintuitive, but it isn't. You need to be honest with your family, with your kids about the foods that they're eating because you need them to trust you. And um, so let them know this is a lentil. These are mushrooms. And if they pick it off, fine, whatever. You can try again the next time, right? Don't let them see you get too emotional here. Um, don't say like, just just try it, please try it. Or don't tell them just three more bites. You need them to tune in to their own bodies and figure out if they're full or not, if they like it or not. That's fine if they don't like something. Think back to when you were younger. I know for myself, I didn't like mushrooms back when I was younger. So, and now I do. So you just have to give everybody their own time to find the foods that they like and that's going to work for them. So, and you want them to know their own hunger signals as well. So if they're full and they're telling you that they're full, like maybe they just are saying that because they don't like it, but maybe they really are full. Maybe they're not feeling well. Um, kids don't need as much food as us, remember, and you just have to let them tune into their body and trust that they know what they need. And this is really tricky, of course. Kids are just like us. They might not love a supper, um, so... Like I said, they might say they're full and then they ask for a snack. That's frustrating. I get it. I, I get frustrated too. Um, and then you're just going to have to decide what you're going to do in that situation. So it'll be a personal decision for you. Sometimes for me, I do give them a snack if it's supper time and they didn't eat very much because I have bad sleepers as it is and I don't like the thought of them going to bed hungry or you know waking up hungry in the middle of the night. So Lots of times I'll give them a bit of a snack after if they don't eat well. I don't know. if we, we kind of decide how much they've eaten and see what we need to do. But they don't usually ask for a snack after supper. Um, but you want to make your meals, your suppers, and your lunches with at least one thing in the meal that you know that your picky eaters or your family will like. So if they really like fries, then maybe you want to make some roasted potatoes and season them really well. And then... Um, maybe they're eating ketchup. That's fine. Have some ketchup for them to dip it into, or you could even try making your own homemade ketchup, but I don't want to overwhelm you. So just remember baby steps. You can just use ketchup as a sauce for them to dip it in and that might help them eat it. But you want to make it fun and involve them as much as you can. Obviously age appropriate here. So letting them help you add in the veggies to the salad once they're cut or maybe stir something. Um, they can help you set the table by taking the forks to it um, and some plastic cups or whatever, depending on how old your kids are. But I will say that I do find it a little stressful when they want to help. And sometimes I don't necessarily like them helping either. Um, but I know it's really good for them to want to be in the kitchen and they're learning so much. So try not to correct them if they're not doing it exactly how you would do it or don't get too bossy. Um, try to enjoy the experience as much as you can and Maybe you'll have to just go meditate after supper to calm your nerves or have a glass of wine. <laughs> but try to 
come up with some different ways to cook things as well. And that's going to be a learning curve for the whole family, right? So you are going to need to learn how the best way to cook something. My girls, for example, don't like mushrooms, but usually um, if it's kind of in a chili and they don't necessarily see a big chunk of mushrooms then they won't notice and they'll just eat it up but if they were to eat just a whole mushroom or if they were to see a whole mushroom rather they probably wouldn't eat it so if I cook it sometimes like portobello mushrooms in barbecue sauce then of course they love that so you'll need to experiment with different things and see how your family likes it what works for them and you know kids one day they're going to like something and one day they're not going to like it so just be open to the whole process That's where a calm mindset comes in well. Your kids are not out to get you. They are just learning their own independence. There are many times when I will try out a new recipe and it was kind of like blah or not the best. And so if they didn't really eat anything, like I said earlier, then that's maybe when I will give them a handful of nuts or something else that's whole food. I usually try to not do fruit before bed, but like cucumbers and hummus or something like that is a good option. And then I'll joke with my husband that it's a popcorn night because that's my go-to snack. But um, make sure you're doing your homework from today's episode. So as we kind of wind up, I want you just to schedule some time and make a weekly meal plan get your groceries, set yourself up for success by washing and cutting up some fruits and veggies when you get home so that it's easy to grab and go for the week. Um, That's going to be the best thing moving forward to get you eating more plant-based. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope that you found some helpful tips in here. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave me a review. Let me know in the comments what you are loving and share your success because we're all in this together. I've also been adding tons of new recipes to my blog for all of you who are not too sure how to cook with beans or how to make a filling salad, so be sure to check them out at www.alignwellnessyxe.com. And on my homepage, you can also subscribe to my newsletter so that you will receive new recipes straight to your inbox. Thanks so much. Bye for now.